from BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. This is the Bethany Vikings Podcast, hosted by Brock Aker. Welcome to the second episode of the Bethany Vikings Podcast. We have a good one in store for you today. I'm Brock Aker, and I'm joined by Gabe, and we'll be talking about the winning streaks of the Vikings basketball teams. And at the end, I'll interview the top two leading scorers in the UMAC, Hannah Geisfeld and Abby Olson. How are we doing, Gabe? I'm doing well, Brock. I'm delighted to be back. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, doing good. I'm glad that the first podcast went out really well, but there are two sad things this week, and the first one was the passing of the great Kobe Bryant. And just personally, he was my favorite basketball player during my childhood. My first ever jersey was a Kobe Bryant jersey. I had a poster of him in my room my whole childhood too. So last Sunday was a really sad day and I, I'm really going to miss how he played and even more how everything he did with determination and the Mamba mentality even outside the court, especially with his daughters. My dream was to maybe meet him in the sports media field someday, but now that's sadly can't happen but I send my condolences to the Bryant family for the loss of Kobe and Gianna and I send my condolences to the seven others that lost their lives in this awful incident I hope all nine passengers from the helicopter crash rest in peace and all of them will be heavenly missed and more on that is the Vikings men's basketball team had a nice tribute to Kobe hanging a 24 jersey up in the locker room as no one wears that jersey for the Vikings but they got that jersey out and they tweeted Number 24, dressing for us today, Rip Mamba and Gianna. Also, another nice tribute the basketball teams did Saturday versus St. Scholastica was wearing their pink warm-ups. Coaches wore tennis shoes with pink shoelaces. Saw some girls had pink headbands on. For coaches versus cancer, and in particular here at Bethany, for education professor Polly Brown, who has cancer. So please have Polly Brown in your prayers and Professor Brown, if you're listening to this, we are all cheering for you. All right, let's now talk about the Vikings basketball teams. What did you see this week, Gabe? Um, I'll start uh, with the men's side, uh, the MLC game. We got off to a slow start. We had trouble with their zone. We looked out of sync. Um, we tried some tough passes, and it looked like we were rushing things a little bit. But for me, the more concerning part was on the defensive end. Um, MLC was able to get everything they wanted uh, going early. Uh, they were able to move freely. We were down 21 to 13 when uh, Coach Fletcher called the timeout, um, and he was yelling uh, throughout the game, "Play defense! Play defense!" Uh, watching it live, it maybe wasn't evident what we were doing uh, wrong defensively. But I went back, I reviewed the first half tape, and for the most part, we were in the right position. But there wasn't any intensity. Um, I had a co- an old coach who used to say. Uh, who would say, we weren't getting in their shorts, we weren't making it miserable for them to play offense. But after that, we picked up our intensity, and it really led, especially in the second half, to a really poor shooting uh, half for MLC. Yeah, we did start off a little rough. I was announcing the game with Jaken, and I think we're going to see a lot more of the 2-3 zone that we saw right away. They're going to try to take Krieger out and then the pick and roll with Kyrie. So it is going to be on the Vikings to make some three-pointers. And 
Speaking of that, Justin Shrupp made four three-pointers in that game, and I think that was the turning point when he got in, started making those shots. That's really when the Vikings' offense took off. Yeah, absolutely was. It jump-sparked their offense, and Justin Shrupp is a zone beater. Um, right away, he came in. He knocked down a right corner three. Next possession, I believe it was, a mid-range jumper from the baseline. Um, he is well on his way, I think, to possibly be becoming the best shooter in Bethany history, and that's really saying something. Um, he was four for seven in that game. He just made a couple more threes against uh, Saint Scholastica. As we mentioned, he's shooting it over almost fifty percent from outside. Yeah, he's league leader in the UMAC for percentage outside the arc. And the funny part is, I think all three of his misses were on the same possession when the Vikings had a crazy five to six offensive rebound like possession it was really crazy and then Shrupp still finished it with a three-pointer yeah I believe he missed uh, two threes to start that possession Smith had one Krieger tried one uh, he doesn't try too many of them um but yeah he finished it off Shrupp did with a three that's one thing I wanted to talk about uh dominant rebounding especially in the MLC game we got after the glass that was not a problem for us we had a 47 35 advantage and it was evident throughout the game um you talked about that one possession where we had four offensive rebounders and launched up five three-pointers uh so that's good to see yeah and we talked about a week ago how Mayfield's passing and assists have gone up he had even a better week passing the ball he had Nine assists today against St. Scholastica. We're filming this part of the podcast right after the Vikings' 10th straight win. Kyrie Mayfield had 19 points tonight, and then he had 20-8 and eight on against MLC. So 17 assists in two games. How did you see him facilitate this week along with the scoring? Well, he got himself going early uh, tonight, especially against uh, St. Scholastica. Um, he attacked the hoop. He's looking for the open guy, also looking to create a shot. And it helps when we have Carter's going to the basket or uh, Krieger when he's down low. Uh, Jared Malinkovich, he's been rock solid for us. He He's making cuts to the hoop. He's aggressive in driving to the hoop. And it opens up a lot of easy looks for our offense. It helps Kyrie operate. So he's been kind of an unsung hero for us, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, Malinkovich, he had 20 points today against St. Scholastica. Is he unguardable driving? I just love his spin move when he drives like to the middle of paint and then just turns around, spin move, easy lap. How do you guard that, and how impressive has he been? Yeah, he's gotten a lot better driving to the hoop, especially with using his left hand. He still has a tendency uh, to drive right hand, but when they do step up and stop that, a lot of times it can create a dump off for Krieger or, or Nelson, or excuse me, uh, Nielsen down low. So... It, it is tough to stop when he's attacking like that. And now that he's added a left-hand driving the ball, too, um, he's, he's a really good player. So, yeah, the Vikings, after their wins against MLC, they won 94-72. to And then tonight they won 108-91, scoring their season-high 108 points against the team that beat them in the semifinals last year. They took some anger out on them. The Vikings will now... Have a rematch with North Central this upcoming Wednesday, who they beat 94 to 73 January 15th. But then don't play Saturday. They have a one week to prepare for Northwestern. What do you hope for to see this week, especially against North Central? Well, we saw it a little bit tonight with the Scholastic game. We got to get out to a strong start. And I thought 
tonight against Scholastica. We started out with great energy. Uh, we mentioned Kyrie got going early. It's driving and cutting to the hoop, looking to attack. Um, turnover battle, the rebounding battle, that will be big. We won both of those pretty easily tonight against Scholastica. So we've got to keep that up. I thought we played a really good game, really good intensity. The defensive intensity was excellent. I, we had nine steals and seven blocks, got out in transition against them, made it really tough for Scholastica play offense. That'll continue to uh, key our offense. We shot at 58% tonight. It was a great offensive display, a great game with a ton of energy. We'll need to keep that up going forward. Yeah. Especially, I like your point, starting out early Scholastica, that we won't, we made our first 11 shots at the game. We made it look easy. All right, so that's going to be it for the men's basketball. Let's quickly review the women's week as we'll go in more in depth with my interview with Abby and Hannah. So let's start off Wednesday with their 97-64 to win versus MLC. Natasha Young led the Vikings in scoring 15 points, a career high for her. 11 different Vikings had an assist in that game. Everyone played in the game. How fun of a game was that? It was a lot of fun. Natasha Young uh, mentioned the career high, 15 points. It's really a luxury to have someone like that come off the bench, especially uh, Hannah Geisfeld in that game got in foul trouble early. She was in in some foul trouble tonight too against Scholastica. But to have um, someone who I think would be a starter on a lot of teams in the UMAC, um, be able to come off the bench and the offense still run smoothly, with her on the floor is, is such it's such a luxury to have. Yeah, that was a great performance by Natasha Young. She's a grinder too. That's what I th- first thing I think of her is she comes off the bench and she plays really hard. She gets to the free throw line. She rebounds. She just plays really strong. And then last week, I, like I was getting to, we talked about how the Vikings really move the basketball over. Eight girls had 20 assists on the season. And I talked about how 11 players had an assist that game Abby Olsen had three Geisfeld had one Pileski had one Skrine had four Natasha Young 15 points but she had three assists that's pretty good Skylar Cotton two Emily Gustin two Amanda Young two Carisha Russell who came in for some minutes had one assist so did Bethany Carnup and then McKenna Nelson had one so those were the 11 players with an assist so that definitely was a very fun game to call and for everyone to watch. Moving on to the Scholastica game today, Geisfeld having a great year, leads the scoring in the UMAC, and she does even more today. Gets her career high in points scored ever in her three, year, or three years here as a Viking, scoring 32 points. What did you see from her tonight? Well, she demanded the ball. Um, almost every offensive possession. She was calling for the ball, She, especially as she got going in the second half. Um, she wanted it every time down, and when she got it, she did damage. I mean, left hand, she talked about it uh, in her post-game interview, um, that she focused on using her left hand maybe a little bit more today than, than in the past, and it, it paid off. She was unstoppable tonight. Yeah, she'll talk, she talked about that in my near view or previewing that's coming up right next. And Abby Olsen, 29 points for herself, too. You combined Hannah Geisfeld and Abby Olsen, they scored 61 points. Vikings won that one, 85-61. Same amount of points as St. Scholastica scored as a team. Yeah, I thought it was the style of play that we really wanted it to be. Um, Abby with the 29, she was attacking the hoop. Uh, it looked like a 
a classic Abby Olsen game. I think one that we saw a lot more of last year, especially in the first half. She got everything going uh, early in the first. One more player I want to talk about. Um, she only had four tonight against Scholastica, but Laura Ellingheisen, the past five games, uh, three times she's been in double digits. Uh, she hasn't really been a scorer much in her first two seasons here, but she's starting to step up, especially with Jordan Martinez being out recently, averaging 9.2 points per game over the last five. She looks more and more comfortable on the offensive end. It's helping out the entire offense. Coach is trusting her more to handle the ball. And she's always had an impact defensively, so quite a valuable player that she's become. All right, that's going to cut it for the women's basketball. Let's go speak now to the two best players in the UMAC. Welcome back to the Bethany Vikings pod. We are now joined by the two leading scorers in the UMAC, Abby Olson and Hannah Geisfeld. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Good. So we had some tough news this past week with Kobe and all the nine people that were killed in the helicopter crash and our thoughts are with their families how did Kobe affect your guys' love of basketball or what did he model for you girls um I would just say that Kobe was a huge advocate for women's basketball with like starting an AU program for like his daughters and everything like that so just missing that is ob- obviously going to be a big impact for all women's sports yeah, I agree, too. And I think he was a big advocate for the WNBA, and he really supported that. And he was just always fun to watch, so it was just really sad to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be definitely missed like his mm-hmm. daughter and everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So we'll go on. and You got you two girls have a very special friendship that you can just tell on the court, like with your chemistry and everything. What were your first impressions when you met each other, or you girls in the freshman year? <laughs> well, this is a funny story. So... Before we even knew each other, um, we got in the mail, like, this letter of intent to sign to play here, and I got Hannah's letter of intent on accident, and so when we were coming here to register for classes, um, my mom was like, oh, I think that's Hannah. I think you should go up to her and go give her her letter, (laughs) and so I went up to her, and I gave her her letter of intent, and we just were like, oh, thanks. It was just really awkward. We didn't really, like, (laughs) talk to each other at all. Yeah, we're like, this is really awkward, but... We just really like clicked like on the court too. Mm-hmm. So and we were roommates too for the past two years. So yeah. that's neat. Did you yeah. play each other in high school or know each mm-hmm. other? No. We didn't know each other at all. We played each other in AU. Oh yeah, actually we did. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but we like we didn't know we each didn't other know still. Each other. Like I don't, I obviously don't really remember playing her because I never guarded her yeah. or anything. Yeah. So I recognize her. I'm like oh, I'm pretty sure I played her, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Um, so why did you ladies pick Bethany? What was special? I decided to go to Bethany because I kind of wanted somewhere close to home, which is like the opposite of Abby, but (laughs) I wanted somewhere close and like a small campus and I wanted my family to always like be able to come and watch and stuff. So that's kind of why I chose here. Yeah. um, It was really hard for me to pick a school. Like I couldn't make a decision, but um, Coach Jones was really on me to like decide. And so I visited here like twice. And um, one of the things I told them is I wanted to play and he said you would play here and that's like one of the schools that I picked that would tell me I would play so and I really like the campus and I feel like I'm far enough away from home and I'm kind of close to home where I can still go and my parents can come visit so that's basically why. Nice uh you ladies both scored a thousand your thousandth point this year did you score a thousand in high school too or how dominant were you girls in high school? 
Yeah, I did in high school as well. Yep, I scored my 1,000 in high school, too. Mm -hmm. And junior year, or was it? Mine was my senior year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mine was right at the end of my junior year. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So you ladies had a very impressive season last year, winning the conference tournament for the first time in Bethany history, snapping Superior's three-year champion win streak when they joined the conference. Abby, you were the conference tournament MVP. You, what made you so dominant? You led the UMAC last year in three-pointers and three-point percentage even when you missed a little bit of time. What were your thoughts from that tournament run? Um, I thought it was so fun, really, to play. And, like, the games were so, like, competitive. And, you know, I just kind of did my thing, and I it didn't even seem like I was, like, scoring a lot. Like, it was just, like, a balanced thing. And, I don't know, I just thought it was really fun. So, Hannah, you were the leading scorer in that championship game up in Superior. What do you remember about that special day? Um, I really remember, well, for one, when we played them earlier in the year, like th their best player, I let her score like a lot of points. So going into the game, I was just like, I really have to like play really good defense and just do everything I can because that was my job for that game. So I just remember trying to like work really hard on defense and then, <laughs> should I say it? Yeah. Okay. At the end of the game, um... We kind of like had a mix up, me and Emily Skrine, and then a, like my girl got a wide open three, and luckily she missed it because it could have been a buzzer beater, and we definitely could have lost it. But so I'll, I'm probably never gonna forget that or <laughs> let that down. But hopefully I just yeah. never let that happen again. Yeah, that game too. Like we were down by like 13, mm -hmm. I remember. So like we had to come back, and it was it was hard, but like like we did this weekend, we came back and we fought and we mm -hmm. won. So. It was crazy. I don't know if you have, like, relationship with other teams, but did you feel like you wanted to knock off Superior since they've won every year? Yes, yeah, that's definitely. Like our, every year, like, they're the team we talk about to beat because, like, they never lose. They never lost on their home court before we did. And then, like, this year we knocked them off their home court. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty special. So last year was the last year of Haley Sandin. She was the Vikings' all-time leading scorer. She ended her career with that and most games played. What was your favorite part of playing with her? Um, well, mine was um, her defense. Like, she was definitely our top defender, and I know she would always, like, stop her girl. And I think that's, like, what made us so good, like, her defense. And she was very vocal, which sometimes was a little rough. But mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, she was just really fun to play with because she's so good, too. So She was just a really hard worker and, like, a competitor, mm -hmm. like, every day every day we had a game like you always know that she's gonna show up and she's gonna work as hard as she can so as Even long as like we pull too. our weight like then mm -hmm. like we're gonna be set yeah how weird is it that she's your coach do you call her coach do you call her no i do not call no. her coach. I call <laughs> her she's Haley. Haley. <laughs> she's definitely Haley. that's sweet uh so you both scored a thousand points like i said this year you're now the fifth and sixth women's players in bethany history to reach that mark how special was that day when you hit 1,000? Did you know that day, like, you're gunning for that 1,000, you're hoping for that, that day, or what is the mind process during that? Um, well, I was seven points away, so, like, I kind of figured I was going to get it, and I kind of just wanted to get it over with, so I was <laughs> really trying, and I thought it was so cool. Like, I mean, like, my my parents were there, my friends were there, so that was really cool, and it was on a free throw, so it was, it was good. It was really <laughs> exciting. Like, yeah. Like, I was really excited for her when she got in. She was really excited for me when I got yeah. it. So just like yeah. sharing that together, I think is just really awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Abby, I've seen defenses really key on you a little more this year without Haley Sandin. It's got to kind of be annoying, but an honor at the same time. You're still averaging 19.6 points, though, and which is second in the UMAC, just behind your friend right here, mm -hmm. Hannah. 
So what are your thoughts when people game plan like that against you? Yeah, it is quite annoying. Um, <laughs> but my role, I guess, is a little different. But um, I just still got to try to get open and get it to Hannah, basically, because literally nobody can stop her. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, I know that I got to work harder to, like, do my job and to score because that's my role. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Hannah, you were a very good player your first two years. Averaged 12 points as a freshman, 15 points last year. But this year, you're leading the UMAC in scoring with 21.6 points, which is really impressive. You really turned yourself into a superstar. You were <laughs> just selected for the second time for the D3 team of the week. What did you do in the offseason that turned yourself into this lethal of a player? Um, I definitely just – I've been focusing a lot on just shooting a ton of – like bunnies because honestly 95% of my shots come from like four feet from the basket so I've just been working to like try to finish everything that I put up no matter like if I'm getting hacked or whatnot I'm just I've worked a lot of my moves just to try to like be very versatile and yeah it, I would say that and her left hand yeah and my yeah. left hand <laughs> shout it's out to Emma <laughs> uh, that's, I noticed that too a little bit this year like your left hand is just as good as your right uh how you talk about too how you i saw a tweet about you that it's your pin tweet and you like said it's really awesome to play this basketball game especially with like the friends you have and you go mm -hmm. home and you miss them like how special is it you, abby you can get in how united your team is <clears throat> honestly this year is probably like the best team i've ever played for just like our camaraderie and stuff like we just all get along so well and like we pick each other up when we're down or like like when we were losing to Morris by 19 points in the locker room we weren't just hanging our heads in there we were like trying to hype each other up and just say like if if we work together and we work really hard like we can come back from this and yeah like we there's no problems like we all get along like yeah. it's we're all friends so it's just it's so cool to see like when I did score my a thousand points and everybody was so excited like there's mm -hmm. pictures where I scored it and Abby's in the background like jumping with their arms in the air and Kenley mm -hmm. was really excited and Scran was really excited and everyone on the bench was like going crazy and yeah. it's just like like I didn't score that alone like we all did that together yeah. and it's just really cool to see yeah. that yeah talking about this is a special year you're leading the UMAC right now and you're trying to beat Superior they've won the last four years the regular season so how have you really grown last year and keeping that pace last year after winning the tournament and now doing good this year? I think just last year kind of gave us the confidence to see that we can do this and like Superior is not unbeatable. Like we beat them twice last year. So just keep pushing forward and knowing that, I don't know, that we can get there, yeah. just having the confidence. And I feel like it's not just Superior. Like mm -mm. it's like everyone's getting beat in the conference. So mm -hmm. it's like, you got to show up. You never know. Like, Northwestern's, like, beating Superior and Morris and us. So I feel like it's, like, whoever shows up, you know. Yeah. But. Like, anybody can beat anybody. It's yep. just yeah. who comes to work, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only UMAC loss was to Northwestern. What are you ladies going to try to do different this time when you go play them? Well, we're going to try to score in every quarter because <laughs> <laughs> we did not score in the second quarter that the first game. But yeah. I think – I don't even know. It was I think overall it was just just not a great game and our sh we shot 17%, so which is pretty bad. terrible. Yeah, for, for us. us. Yeah. But I mean, it's the next game is there, so it'll be even harder, but I feel like the way we've been playing, the way we've been defending, I feel like it'll be a much better game mm -hmm. for us. So and, like we've been practicing harder and harder just to like mm -hmm. get ready for games like that. So mm -hmm. 
You've only played six games on the road, but you're undefeated. Are you, you surprised how successful you've been on the road? Or you have a different mindset when you play on the road than at home? I mean, we always know going on the road is going to be a lot harder. It's mm -hmm. always harder to play away than at home. But I feel like our one mindset is to win. So I yeah. think we've been doing a good job of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a little segment I do with the stat of the pod. So <laughs> a stat I, I looked up, you ladies are undefeated when Hannah, Abby, and Kenley your other captain mate score at least 34 points but when you score 33 or less you're on two i think kenley paleski with you too is maybe like the best kept secret because of your true play like you may highlight other teams but mm -hmm. she's having a great junior season as well mm -hmm. averaging 10 point over 10 points a game top five in umac and blocks top 10 and three point field goals made why does she go under the radar so much I think because people think she's so tall that she's just going to go and post up. But Kenley's game is the arc. Like, she can shoot. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of teams are, like, don't really know. Or they just don't really, like, they, like, they try to, like, focus on me and Hannah. But Kenley can get up there and score a lot mm -hmm. when she's left open. So. And when she's hot, she's hot. Yeah. Like, yep. can't leave her open mm -hmm. out there. And she's, like, one of our good defenders, too. So I feel like mm -hmm. that helps, too. So. Yeah. Talking to you guys talked about that big win in Morris and she hit that three pointer which was the UMAC play of the week. How yeah. special is that? That was so crazy. Like I was so happy. <laughs> it was so awesome. I didn't even know who shot the three, honestly, until after the game when I asked. But yeah. I think I remember I passed it to her and she shot it and I was like, It's going in and it it did go in and yeah. I was so happy. She like, definitely came in clutch. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it with one last question. Uh the attendance a little bit at Bethany hasn't been the greatest, even though you guys are having a historic year, same with the men's. What would you like to say to fans, students, and everyone to come out? Why watch the Bethany women's team? Um, I would say that everybody should definitely come out because I think we definitely are the top team in the conference, so I feel like it's really fun to watch us play, and I feel like, I don't know, like the boys are really good too, so I feel like this is just some really fun games to watch. So. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to do it when you have all the fans out there too, like mm -hmm. chanting like, and cheering, and screaming. Like mm -hmm. it's their energy too that makes us like, like their support definitely yeah. helps a lot. So, well, in two weeks we'll be interviewing Kenley Pileski and Emily Scrine. Mm -hmm. We'll also be interviewing your coach Lyle Jones. Oh, thanks for joining us, Hanny and Abby, and good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Bethany Vikings Pod. I hope to be joined next week. By track and field superstar Marissa Voss says she'll talk about the last couple of weeks of the track and field meets. They're just in MSU this weekend. And then I hope to be joined by a men's basketball player where we can talk about them with their game previewed against North Central. And again, they have the rest of the week off until they play the next Wednesday against Northwestern. And of course, we'll talk about women's hoops as well. So come back next week. I'm Brock Aker.